When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Rich Eisen here on the Rich Eisen Show. Welcome. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Thanks for joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show at 11.59 as we move into our third hour coming to you live in studio on the Rich Eisen Roku channel. Or if you're listening on YouTube or any of our terrestrial radio outlets or any... Earlier on the show, co-host of the Around the NFL podcast, Dan Hansis. Coming up, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Kurt Warner. Actor, Quincy Isaiah. And now, as it becomes 12 o'clock noon here live in studio on the Rich Eisen Roku channel. It's Rich Eisen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hour number two of our show on the air. It, uh, that open uh, means I don't have to do my usual no. open. Just cuts, it cuts, uh, yeah. it saves time. It was done for you. It saves like four minutes. Right here on the Roku channel. <laughs> four minutes. <laughs> four minutes. That look, though, man. That's not my look. By the way, I do uh, we, uh, I, I, I appreciate what do you mean? Pat you it. Uh, wearing the sweater, too. He really brought it. <laughs> he got it. Yeah. You know, I think, he really brought it. I was looking at the YouTube comments. I think people kind of misunderstood. They were like, well, it doesn't sound like Rich. And it was like, that's not uh, the impression. Uh, is the yeah, more the- I don't know point. if anybody, it's, if you're imitating me, and obviously Pat Monahan is and was, um, it's the cadence, I right. think. Yes. It's my cadence and my um, penchant for promoting the Roku <laughs> yeah. channel, which I'm very proud of. That's really yes, impressive. And I'm proud of the fact that we're uh, of our own radio network when we had, once upon a time, zero. Zero. Serious XM zero. Odyssey. Zero. By the way, that's not an exaggeration. Nope. No, no, we had zero. Yes. Zero. <laughs> yeah, zero. Yeah, yeah zero. the spring of 2020. Yeah, it was, 2020, it was rough. There were three zeros. <laughs> two zeros in 2020, and then on our affiliate list. Those Shout out to the four five fours. There you go. The four five. Yeah. Oh yeah. You come a long way. I'm Rich. very proud of oh, the geez. fact that you can get us in a podcast form, and very proud of the fact that you can get us. All right. Now it sounds like a doctor. Nearly, nearly six hundred thousand. You can get, you can get the Rich Eisen yes. show with a fox. You can get it in a with a box. Okay. <laughs> in a hat with a cat. Great chat okay. with Dan Hansis of yeah. uh, NFL Network and NFL Media Group fame. In hour number one, hour three, Quincy Isaiah is joining us in studio. Nice. But joining us right now on the Rich Eisen Show is my uh, my friend from NFL Game Day Morning in the NFL Network, NFL Media Group, NFL Plus. There's so many things. Uh, his QB Confidential is some outstanding All-22 viewing. My buddy from the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Kurt Warner, back on the show. How are you, Kurt? Good man, how are you? Rich? I'm doing great. So, um, and you know, you've had a front row seat to my self promotional aspect for a long time. So you don't bat an eye, right? When it comes to that, not, okay. not one bit. Not <laughs> one bit. It's, it's actually, if if it doesn't happen, then I, I feel like something's off that you day. Saw- so, <laughs> I'm with you. Thank you. You know, I'm going to start off the radar with you here, Kurt, because uh, we were having a conversation last hour of the wildest sporting event you attended as a fan. Like the, or some most famous uh, sporting event you've attended as a fan, um, as a right? Fan. Yeah, like Dan Hansis just left, said he was at the fake spike game uh, of Marino against the Jets. Del Tufo said he was at the World Series game where the ball went through Buckner. Bill Buckner's legs. That's I know you've idea. played in some, uh, but did you ever go to any, Kurt? Uh, 
I can't say that. I, I don't go to a lot of different sporting events just because life has been so busy. I, sure. I think you know the best ones for me. And I, I was actually working like on Monday Night Football, yes. but you know when. Uh, when Kevin Harlan called the streaker on the Monday night game, uh, <laughs> you know, like it was like that it was part is. of the game, or uh, we were in New York when the Black Cat ran onto the field, oh, and, yeah. and Kevin did a play-by-play of the Black Cat, and mm. so those were a couple memorable things. Even though I was working, that uh, you know I kind of felt like a fan, and I was just kind of sitting back, right. watch it play out, and then hear Kevin. Uh, you know, to call those things like you know, like they're part of the game is just uh, iconic. It's awesome. I love it. All right, Kurt Warner, who by the way is back in the booth for uh, Westwood One's coverage of Monday Night Football here on uh, the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network with Cumulus and the uh, Westwood One. Okay, so let's jump into it here. Have you watched the film of Trey Lance from this weekend at all, Kurt? And if I, I, I did watch it. And what and, did, what'd you make of it? Um, you know. When, you know, I heard some people talking beforehand, so I thought, well, i got to dive into this because I know it's a big storyline is what is he going to be. When I watched the tape, I actually didn't think it was nearly as bad as people were talking about. You know, there were some misthrows. There were some times, um, you know, that I want to see him just process a little bit faster uh, with the information. But overall, I actually didn't think it was bad. I thought it was progress from what I saw a year ago. Um, and, and I think we always have to remember, I know he was drafted high, but he hasn't played a lot of football and he hasn't had a lot of experience. And so, you know, speeding up the game and, and understanding what they're doing, it takes time. And, you know, it's just that's just the nature of, of it. And, and I know, you know, maybe unfair to him because he was drafted so high after not playing a lot of football. So the expectations are really high. But but I thought there was progress there from what I saw a year ago, and that's kind of what you want to expect from uh, from a young quarterback. But uh, then Sam Darnold came out, and it just looked steadier. And again, I don't know if it was against lesser competition because it was the second half of a first preseason game. But um, that's just uh, – it, it just looked different, and, and I'm not an all-22 expert like you, Kurt. Well, I mean, I think, again, you have to expect that. You know, you expect Sam Darnold, who's been in the league and, and been around and been in different systems. And then, like you said, when you get into – preseason the difference with preseason is is everything's more basic you know the coverages you're seeing are more basic they're not game planning the the offense that you're running is more basic kind of first day install stuff that you know is stuff that these guys have run a million times and so you know Sam Darnold we've seen moments where he's looked really really good problem with Sam Darnold has been consistency when he gets out there and has to play every week he hasn't played consistently and so you can't read too much into preseason, in my opinion. Now, you have to look at the plays, and you break down the plays, and you want to see guys execute the play that they've been given. But it's a whole nother level when you get to the, the regular season, and you know, you've got to see the things that people are preparing and throwing at you uh, and then play consistently in it. It sure looked to me that Jordan Love's first game showed he's, he's ready, right? I mean, he's ready for the season to me. You know, it, it, it's another thing that, you know, just like I said with preseason, I, I played against Ryan Leaf in his first preseason game. Mm-hmm. And I remember that game, um, you know, like it was yesterday because I thought, oh, my gosh, this guy is going to be a star. Everything that we've seen through for 100 and some yards, 150 plus yards in the first half, ran for another 40. And I'm just like, man, this guy has got it. And then we get into the regular season, and, and we all know how his career kind of played out with you know a lot of different factors there. But uh, another reason why you can look really, really good in preseason 
and it doesn't necessarily have to correlate to what's going to happen in the regular season. Jordan Love, I broke down his tape, the one start that he had last year. I thought he looked really good in that game a year ago. Looking at the tape again uh, in preseason, I thought he looked really good. I looked comfortable. He made some really good throws uh, and reads. So, yeah, I mean, with everything that I've seen, I say to myself, yeah, it looks like he's ready. What does ready mean? How good is he going to be? I don't know, but I like what I've seen on tape at this point, and I'm excited to see him, you know, when they're game planning and the teams are game planning against him and some teams, you know, start to get a book on what he does well, and he's got to be able to you know, play off of that and, and can play consistently well even when people are taking away his strength. So um, I think it's good signs with what I've seen up to this point. But once again, I'm not going to read too much into the first preseason game and say, oh, man, this means he's going to have a great season. So who's, uh, who, whose film have you seen, maybe not just based on preseason, but from last year that you think is going to have a leap this year? Uh, I mean, you got a handful of them. Obviously, Kenny Pickett's one. Desmond Ritter's another who played last year. You also have Sam Howell. There's not a lot of tape yeah. last year who's got a big opportunity sitting right in front of him. This year, I've just thrown a few names out there for you. Go for uh, it. Well, I mean, I, I like Kenny Pickett. I liked him last year, especially down the stretch. And we called that game eight with him. We makes that touchdown pass to win the game. Mm-hmm. I saw it up close and personal at the preseason game, um, you know, down in Tampa this past week. And, and I just think he looks comfortable. I, I think, you know, he's got a chance. He's got some good young wide receivers around him. Um, I think he's got a chance to make a, a good leap and, and become a really solid starting quarterback in the league. Uh, you mentioned Sam Howell. I thought he looked really good in this first preseason game. You know, as you said, I went back and looked at the tape against the Cowboys last year, and it was so limited in that one game that, that he played. Um, but I thought he looked very comfortable, and I'm excited to, uh, to see what he can be at this level. He was so good at North Carolina. Uh, but I'm excited to see what he will be in this offense. You know, that's the other thing we have to take into consideration is that new offense form with Eric Bieniemy coming in and, and, you know, kind of establishing what they're doing. So, you know, it's a learning curve for him as well. It's not just, oh, he was in the system last year and now he gets a chance to play. You know, there's going to be some new nuances there. Um, you know, and I watched the, the young quarterbacks, of course, um, you know, it was fun to see Bryce Young. I thought you saw some of the things that he did in college right off the bat, um, you know, processing information, getting through things, getting the ball out quick. Uh, C.J. had much more limited, um, you know, situation there, and a lot of people talk about that interception. I kind of broke it down yesterday on QB Confidential that it was kind of a tough look, um, you know, that he just kind of missed the lurking safety that was behind somebody and throws the interception. Um, but I'm excited to see him with a little more action and then, you know, Anthony Richardson, you take a look at him, and I think some of the things that um, that you saw in college showed up again in the first preseason game is that you saw the big arm, you saw some really good plays, and then you saw his, you know, technique get away from him, and he missed a bunch of throws because his technique was off, something that he's going to have to, um, you know, improve on. Um, and then I'll just throw out a few other names that I kind of jumped out at me in, in preseason. I thought Stetson Bennett played really well for the Rams. Um you know, good player in college doesn't surprise me that he played well for whatever reason. You know, people weren't very high on him, but I, just smooth operator and plays the, the game really well. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, I think, with the um, you know with the Raiders played really really well, and uh, in his first action, it was fun to watch him. And then uh, a, a guy that I've you know worked with a little bit, and, and I've been a fan of for a long time. I thought Jameis Winston played really really well. I do think that guy is you know can be one of the top 32 
in the world at that position. We all know he's got to eliminate the mistakes, but some of the things that he does and sees, um, you know, is, is, is rare. And, you know, we, we saw glimpses of that, you know, when he was a starter. Um, now he's in that backup role. But, you know, I hope that he gets a chance to kind of prove himself again, see if he's matured into not making those mistakes. But I thought he played really, really well in preseason as well. Kurt Warner here on the Rich Eisen Show NFL Game Day Morning coming your way in just a few Sundays uh, on NFL Network. And also check out uh, his QB Confidential page on YouTube, over 80,000 subscribers and growing uh, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. You said moments ago that uh, you saw some things out of Bryce Young in his preseason start uh like you saw in college i didn't know he was sacked a lot by the jets in alabama i didn't know that's <laughs> what happened in the sec uh, uh well what um, you, what you know you, he, he took know. some hits but yeah that you know mm-hmm. again he took some hits in this game too and bounced up i think a lot of people want to see that and oh no i'm know. sorry I, I wasn't looking for a bryce young analysis uh i was looking about <laughs> he was looking for a jets analysis. yeah hey, what do you think I'm, kurt what do you think <laughs> I'm excited like everybody else. Are you? Um, okay. You know, I mean, right. New York teams are good. It makes the league better, <laughs> the Jets. Um, you know, it just makes our show better when you have a team that you can, uh, you know, you can rave about a little bit on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, add another team to the mix in the AFC. Why not? Uh, but, I mean, I do. You know, everybody's talking about it. Offensive line, you know. They got issues there. They got to figure those out. You got to get some guys healthy and and keep them healthy. Um, but but I think outside of that, you look at this team and you go, man, they've got all the pieces. Good defense. They can rush the passer, just like you mentioned. Uh, obviously, you add Dalvin Cook. I mean, come on. I mean, it's like a super team at the skill positions offensively. Um, so I, I love it. I, I love where they're at. I hope they can solidify that offensive line and truly contend with the best teams in the AFC. Because my goodness, I mean. You know, very seldom do we go into a year where we've got more than two or three teams on each side that we really think have a chance to win it. Man, the AFC, we got a whole bunch of them. It's going to be fun to watch that play out this year. Well, but let's talk about, I guess, the third rail subject here, Kurt, because um, how much of last year's Green Bay struggles on offense was Rodgers having diminishing returns from his MVP seasons? How much was um, it on him, based on your analysis, Kurt? It, I, if, if I'm going to put it on Aaron, the hardest thing to do as a quarterback mm-hmm. is to trust guys when they don't give you a reason to trust them. So whether that's an offensive line that's struggling and you have to stand in there and go, they didn't block him the last three times, but I expect them to block him this time. <laughs> or when you have young receivers that drop a ball or you know don't run the right route. And the next time out, you've got to drop back and go, well, I got to throw it anyways and hope that he goes where he's supposed to. Um, and that's one of the hardest things to do is to trust those guys. What I felt like Aaron struggled with last year was, was trusting his guys. And so there were times that you watch plays play out and you go, gosh, Aaron, you got to throw that. Like you, you got to make that play. I mean, that's something that you've done a million times and you're not doing that this year. And so we can look at that and go, well, Aaron didn't play very well, which, you know, whatever. I mean, if you want to, you put some of that on him because I, you know, you do have to trust those guys. But I believe a big part of it was that lack of trust. And he just wouldn't go back and pull the trigger and do some of the things that you were accustomed to him doing because he just didn't know what guys around him were going to do. And so, again, you put the blame wherever you want in a situation like that. It's really tough. It's tough to do, and you've got to fight that battle every snap to go, I'm going to trust him this time. I'm going to let it go this time. Um, 
And so I think, you know, Aaron didn't play his best football because of some of those things. He didn't have the best supporting cast. And so that's why I think we saw the season that we saw last year. But you can go back and watch tape, and I did break down his tape against Miami just a few weeks ago because I wanted to go back and just kind of reassess things too because we you know, have that idea that nah, he had a bad year and all this stuff. And, man, I watched that game, and, and he was really good in that game. And so when you see moments in games like that, you go, you know, it's, it's all still in there. Now if he gets that trust factor with these young players in New York and, and he gets an offensive line that can protect him, I fully expect Aaron Rodgers to be Aaron Rodgers like we usually see him, not not necessarily what we saw last year. Yeah, you're referring to the Christmas Day game that turned out to be Rodgers' last win as a Green Bay Packer. Um, and so you're saying that the fact that Rodgers has a number 17 that he trusts in his lineup back because he didn't have one last year and Devontae Adams being gone and just seeing the general sense of his um, calmness and and happiness on hard knocks with the weapons he has should give me reason to be um, excited, uh, despite, obviously, the offensive line woes that we have up front. So they could maybe have one having trust issues up front again, but maybe not out wide is what you're saying. You know, let's hope so. But, you know, trust outside comes down to the details. And I had heard some things coming out of the Jets last year that um, there were some struggles with the details, whether that was big picture, offense coordinator oriented, whether that was young wide receivers, mm-hmm. kind of like he had in Green Bay that, you know, struggled to, to get the details down, um, you know. And then Nathaniel Hackett, we had a lot of those same questions with, you know, Denver is what's going on with the details and what's going on with this offense here. So now we're going to bring it all together in New York. And, you know, that's something that I want to see, you know, is that it's not as easy as just going, man, number 17 is really good. Like he's a great, talented player. It's when he runs an 18-yard comeback, does he run it at 18 yards? You know, when he's supposed to be a 14-yard dig, is he running it at 14 yards or is he running it at 12 or is he running it at 16? Because all of that stuff affects the timing and the ability of a quarterback to see trust and let the ball go and go through his progressions and all of that. And so I had heard some, some things like that coming out of New York last year. Um, you know, so, so I'm just, I'm kind of fascinated again, bring all those pieces together and will they clean that up and will that trust that you need to have in, in young players on the outside? And maybe it's a big reason why they bring in a couple of his, his old buddies that, that he trusts and that, you know, he knows are going to be in the right spot to couple with some of the, the young talent that they have. But, you know, that's going to be something that I'm definitely going to pay attention to and, and see if, uh, if they clean that stuff up. And it does kind of roll, roll like a well-oiled machine. Final assessment from you here, Kurt Warner. Let's get it on Russell Wilson. The general sense is that he's either shot or is about to be allowed to cook because Sean Payton's back. Your uh, thoughts entering this season on Russ is what? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought he looked more comfortable uh, in this first preseason game. Got a little bit of extensive action. And so thought he looked more comfortable. Uh, I thought Sean did a good job at times of doing some things that Russell's really good at. And, you know, I think ultimately the question is going to become, I got the sense when Russell went from Seattle to Denver that Russell was kind of saying, I'm a complete quarterback. I want to play the game like 
Tom Brady. I want to play the game like Patrick Mahomes where I can play inside the pocket and you give me the ability to read the field and, and, and make those kinds of plays and, and kind of play more with my mind than with my body. That was the sense I got as they were putting things together in Denver. Watching the tape last year, they gave Russell a lot of those you know, full field type concepts, read the coverage, get to the right guy, and Russell struggled with that. You know, quite frankly, he wasn't comfortable in that, and he struggled with that. And so now you bring in Sean Payton, who we know his greatest success came with Drew Brees, who is one of the greatest processors of information that we've ever seen, and a guy that plays in the pocket and deciphers defenses and all that stuff. And so I'm so interested to see if it's Sean Payton going, okay, this is second year for Russell Wilson. I can help him become that more Drew Brees-esque quarterback, and we're going to play that way, or do I have to adjust my system to get back to who Russell Wilson is and what he does well because he's not necessarily that drop-back type quarterback that whether he wants to be or or whatever, he maybe isn't that guy. And so that to me is what I'm looking for in Denver is what do they become offensively? Can Russell either take that jump – to become a better pocket passer, or does Sean have to, you know, adjust the system and get back to Russell's game, um, you know, because he still has the ability to do some of those things that he did really well in Seattle. And that, to me, is, is the biggest question there that I want to have answered, you know, as we get into the regular season. I love it. That's what a great answer that was, Kurt. Uh, I lied. I want one more last one last thing from you. How, how's Cade? Give me give me an idea of how he's doing down there in Tampa. What do you got for me? You know. He, He's battling, you know. I think, um, you know, as, as I know very well, it's uh, it's never been easy for him, and it's not, you know, an easy situation as he comes in as an undrafted free agent, um, you know, not necessarily highly touted out of out of college. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's battling, and he's playing, and he's making plays, and he feels like he belongs, and that's the biggest thing, you know. Will he get enough reps? Will he, you know, get opportunities in these next preseason games to to really make his mark and solidify a spot? We're kind of waiting to see, but uh, but that's what it's all about. Is you want a chance to compete? He's getting that opportunity to compete every day. He feels he belongs, and you know that's part of it. And you know, just like me, I felt I belonged, but it took me a while to get there and yes. to show people that I belong. And so um, I don't know how it's going to play out for him, um, but he's excited to have this opportunity, and he loves being down there with the Bucks and, and the guys that they've got down there, and he's having a blast. And, um, you know, we've got a couple more preseason games, and I hope we get some more time and get some opportunities to, to show people what he's capable yeah, of. Yeah, well, when are people going to stop wondering if Warners can do it, Kurt? Well, what are we doing? Like, I mean, <laughs> well, come on. I don't, I don't know if that's on? ever going to be a thing. It just kind of seems to be it's part the RMO. So, <laughs> but it's okay. On? I, I kind of like it that way. Okay. It's, it's, it's fun to, you know, to, to be in situations where people doubt you a little bit. Yeah. I mean, EJ – uh, who's yeah, out at Temple, in Temple. the same thing, under-recruited and finally gets a shot at Temple and becomes yeah. a true freshman All-American. So, you know, it's just – it's cool to watch. You know, having gone through it myself, it's neat to watch both of my boys having overcome so much to do so many great things. And, yeah. um, you know, and it, it, you know, it builds character. And they're both unbelievable young men, and that's the most important thing. And, and we'll see how the football careers play out. That makes for a better movie. That's for sure. You know, <laughs> for sure. Makes it for make, sure. makes it a makes it a better movie. And I'm about to give my top five uh, list of uh, quarterbacks under the most pressure. And I know Brockman's going to get upset with my list. So what's just? I guess one last thing. I'm sorry, can't say goodbye to you. What is your definition of of pressure as a quarterback entering a season? What is what's your definition of that? Kurt? Um, 
Well, I mean, yeah, I was actually thinking just about pressure. I, I, to me, pressure is about living up to your own expectations. I, I know we put all kinds of pressure from the outside, but I think it's living up to your own expectations. So, mm-hmm. for instance, like we were talking about with Russell Wilson, if you believe that you are that guy that can be a Drew Brees-type quarterback, that's the pressure. Go show people that you can consistently do it. You know, Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, right? The, the big knock has been, okay, he's an unbelievable playmaker and he can do so many things well, but can he be a drop-back passer? Sure feels like they're going to play that game a lot more this year, so that pressure falls on, you know, a guy like Lamar who goes, I can be that, hmm. but now just you got to go show us every single game that that's who you are and live up to your own expectation, not really what the, the storyline is on the outside, even though it can be similar, but live up to what you know you're capable of. And that, to me, is where pressure comes. If you have a game where you don't do that, the pressure comes internally to go, okay, i got to show people I can do it next time. Mm-hmm. You know, or that, that's a one-off that I had a bad game. And that, to me, is where pressure comes from more than anything externally. I mean, I never – you know, went out and played harder because somebody wrote a bad article about me or I, I never you know, wanted to play better so they didn't, you know, write something or say something about me. It was all about living up to what my expectation was, and that's where the pressure comes. But that's where, you know, you love the pressure, you know. Pressure is, is a privilege when you know that you've got an expectation that you want to live up to, and that's what you're striving to do every week. Yeah, pressure is like not getting a shot in the NFL and believing that you can and you're the team that you're on is going to get ready to win the Super Bowl if they only can get a good season out of Trent Green and he goes down. Like, that's pressure. That's <laughs> Honestly, I'm not kidding. But that's the pressure. The pressure was really when I got my first start to go, I know what I'm capable of. Now go do it. Like, live up to your expectation of what you can do in this moment, not – you know, to prove everybody wrong. That's what the pressure was because I knew I wasn't going to get many games. I knew I wasn't going to get many opportunities. So the pressure was to live up to what, you know, what I felt I was capable of or what my expectation for my play was. And how did he do in his first game against the, the, the Ravens? Do we have that, uh, that number right there? Right? It was against the Ravens. If I It was. Okay. Against the Ray Lewis and the Ravens. What did what, what, you do on that day, Kurt? I, you know, I went for 303. <laughs> he knew. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> through, a, through a couple picks, though. I saw my first pick to Ray Lewis the other day. Wow. I had a guy oh. smack that wide open in the middle of the end zone, and I missed him and threw a pick to Ray Lewis. Well, but, that would have made for a great quarterback confidential if YouTube existed back then. Three hundred. What do you the, got the, the exact the numbers? Three, really 309. Yeah, I 309. I, I don't think I can break that down. Yeah. 309. Don't shortchange yourself. Yeah, don't forget the nine yards, Kurt. Don't forget the nine yards. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Kurt. You're the best. Right, I'll guys, see you soon. soon. Ladies and gentlemen, Kurt Warner. <laughs> he goes down. We're going to rally around Kurt Warner, and we're going to win. And we're all like, <laughs> against the Ravens. <laughs> yeah, we're like, ah, okay. Against the Ravens, 300. The Ravens. Kurt had nine 300-yard passing games in the regular season. Do you think any rookie... Of that, of that regular season? Yeah. Of the first one? Yeah, the 99 season. <laughs> Do you think any... Well, he was MVP, right? Do you think any rookie, rookie quarterback or first-year starter no. has nine 300-yard games? No. no. I do, do you not think, believe that. How about this? Do you think Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, Combined and for Tyler, nine. Combined for nine. <sighs> Great one. Three of them? Save that for what's more likely on Friday. I want two days to think about this. Plus, we got to beat it to break. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We'll take your phone calls, and then I will give you my top five list of the most... 
pressurized quarterbacks of 2023. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Rockman just out of the blue. Where were you when you sent this tweet, Chris? Oh, I mean, was that on a Sunday? Was it a Sunday night? Don't remember. I, I was probably just at home. And you just said, you know what? Games. If the Eagles make the playoffs, I'll take Might a have been bite the out of Mike myself. Del Tufo's yeah. hat. You yeah. said, I will take a bite out of Mike Del Tufo's hat. Yeah. Eagles have made the playoffs, and you have avoided the inevitable for a week. That ends now. I just sliced up um, a one inch by one inch cutout of Mike Del Tufo's Callaway hat. And I placed it like little Easter eggs into the right. half of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yep. Take a bite. Ugh, Here we go. You, here you go. Brockman is taking a bite. Did you get a piece of the hat there? Oh, I yeah. think you did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one who chose the peanut butter, too. Trash can nearby? Nope. Nope. Yeah, we don't. Uh, it's part of the hat sticking out. I didn't get it all. <laughs> Oh, that is a oh. that is an awful piece right oh. there in that like, in that sandwich. That no, out. you may not. No, oh, no, you to, no, as long, no, as, you no. as, long yeah, as you eat it, as long as you eat it, yeah. keep going. Ugh. Keep going. I didn't go through. Oh no, man, this piece is like right on my tooth. <laughs> Why did you even do this, Chris? Yeah, you didn't have to. You took the McLovin. Because the Eagles stink. You took They're the McLovin bait. Oh my God! That was Sunday. Uh, radio audience, I can't even tell if that's a piece of glistening oh, jelly man, or a piece Sunday. of a glistening gel, a jelly glistened right Del there. Tufo hat oh, piece. Oh. Down it, just. I feel like I'm talking to Taylor eating her broccoli. Just eat it, and we'll get off your case. Oh, he just went one bite. 
he finished it, this is not going to be good. Because that is peanut butter, and it is jelly, and it is Del Tufo hat. And you just jammed literally three inches by three inch piece of sandwich. It was a proud day for my future son. Oh, my God. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for our full archive. Back here at the Rich Eisen Show desk, back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, with uh, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. I have been so informed that at the top of the third hour, prior to Quincy Isaiah visiting us in studio, what we have Salty to Oh, so I've been so informed. It is in currently our editing process. I don't know about you, but that looked like money. That's coming. We might have to get it. We might have to get a whole production, like in the nice same way we do a Bill Belichick yeah. press salty conference Tua. moment, Salty Tua. I saw a picture. He's wearing short sleeves. He's showing off the, the arm sleeve. Hold on. I've just been informed. We may or may not have the Salty Tua drop, like an open and everything. Oh, yes. Look at us. Yeah. I'm, by the way. Look at us. Look at us now. Look at us now. It's almost as if we're being self-promotional. Look at us now. It's almost as if we're a real show that Mike can work on. Oh, boy. You guys. Hey, you know know how we're a real show as well? How? Because we care about our callers and our regular callers. Sean Mitchell Mitchell just goes above and beyond on that front. I don't mean to single him out. We all do. I mean, mean, you did single him out. I did this morning. He deserves singling. You did. Yeah, doubling and tripling and I can't do. Do I get a buckeye on my helmet from this morning? He is the one who creates <laughs> all of the full screen graphics that we employ for our longtime listeners and callers. Yes. Jimmy in San Antonio oh, yeah. has now been so <laughs> christened. Yes. Jimmy back on the Rich Eyes and Show, and we're about to put the Sean Mitchell graphic that he has created for it's, Jimmy in San nice. Antonio. I've seen, seen it on the screen. What's up, Jimmy? How are you? Jimmy, your graphic is top-notch. I mean, the Alamo is in the back. drinks. I got to be honest. Sean blew me away. There was emails exchanged, and that is as sharp as it can be. Look at that. Look at that. Remember the Jimmy. (laughs) Well, I'm so happy to be on the Roku channel. First caller in hours. Number two on the Rich Eisen Show. The Jimmy in San Antonio phone. And supplies provided by Granger. Call or click Granger.com. And the best part of it all, it's free. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I don't know if Granger's free, but I understand what you're saying. I don't mean to nitpick. Of course. 1035 no, here on the Roku channel. I, I could have done better. It's just not right. It's not right. It's almost like you're in the radio biz. Rich, that's a look you give me multiple times a show. What's right your, I think I am looking at you. <laughs> In that photograph. Well, I'm, I'm What's on your mind, Jimmy? What's right on your now, mind? In an awkward position. My eyebrows in an awkward position right now. Okay. What's on your mind? Well, infamous games. And I've told you all this before, but I bet you don't remember. Anyway. Okay. I was there on my 13th birthday gift for the 44 to nothing Bears Chicago in 85. Over the Cowboys. Cowboys. Oh, yeah, boy. I didn't want to say the Cowboys. Wow. You could have just so left that story at, at home, 13, Jimmy. Yeah, at 13, it's a gift from my dad. You know, we fly up, we go to the game, and then we have to fly back. At halftime, I ask him to go, can I throw the football in the parking lot? This game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> 44, 44 to nothing. To nothing. Oh. It was brutal, but I did see the fridge, so that was cool. All right. <laughs> 
Thanks for the call. Hey, Jimmy. Um, now, now we've yes, got a, you've got a graphic. You're 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 graphic worthy. So that is uh, very kind of you guys. Thank you very much. You're it's welcome. A beautiful respite, and <laughs> y'all keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, John Mitchell, Jimmy. out of the park. That's it. Smitch is uh, Smitch is uh, number one in our program and heart. Jeff in Detroit. Speaking of graphics, that you, I think uh, it was the first caller we had to get a graphic. You're right. Yeah. Uh, What's Listen, up, Jeff? that Jimmy in San Antonio graphic is classic, man. You guys are truly a class act. That's why your callers call in, listen to Uncle Rich spit that NFL game, and love you guys Thank on you. the daily because you do what you do. Please, Unc, yes, sir. allow me to reciprocate mm. the bouquet of blue flowers you were throwing upon me, upon you. That defense after looking at hard knocks last night mm. was something mm. else, man. I am looking. I'm like, my God. And then I'm thinking about Aaron Rodgers and him wanting to prove that if you put a quarterback in the right spot, he wants to be talked about like Matt Stafford. If you put me in the right spot with the right stuff and give me the right tools, mm. I'm going to make it happen. Him putting a Lombardi trophy mm. in New York City and you guys having a parade for that oh, would be one of the best. It would probably be one of the best trophies um, this century. I mean, the Cubs winning the World Series. I, I, mm-hmm. I can't even think of anything else other than maybe Jared Goff bringing us a championship. You mm-hmm. know that. And in and, and a time where the where the, uh, the draft is coming, that would be truly, truly awesome. But um, I wanted to talk about the end of Hard Knocks last night. Okay. And they were talking about uh, voluntary. You know, they made them talk about uh, Nel- Leslie Nielsen. And uh, the naked gun, making them, you know, look at movies that were great yes. in comedy wise. Yes. My question to you is this: What is your Mount Rushmore of comedy movies? And oh, I mean, I had a hard wow. time with my Harlem oh. Nights, Something About Mary, Friday, Blazing okay. Saddles, and I mean, I went back and forth with Caddy sure. Chuck and, and Friday on okay. that one, man. All right, great one, Jeff in Detroit. Impossible, by DJ, the way. That is an impossible. impossible I'm going to go for it I'll, off the top of my head. I can't give you yours. Midnight Run. Well, I and mean, I give you yours. <laughs> I, just, you I just want to guess one of his. Wow. Well, that's it. Yeah. That's Midnight the first two there. words out of my mouth. Yeah. Mount Rushmore comedies. Midnight Run. The In Laws. Okay. You love that movie. The In Laws. What? Who's the? Why am I drawing? The In Laws is Peter Falk and Alan Arkin, okay. and it is brilliant. Gotcha. Like one thousand percent. Um. Is Caddyshack on there? I mean, Caddyshack's on Mount Rushmore for sure. And I got one more (laughs) spot for a comedy. Mm -hmm. You just mentioned another one. I think Blazing Saddles is on there. Wedding Crashers. You gotta have Mel Brooks on there, but I—that's my problem with that. I don't. I think Midnight Run is the most recent movie, though. Hangover. Ooh. But if I had to give my four, and I understand that I am old school, it's Midnight Run, Blazing Saddles, because you got to have Mel Brooks on there. Um, The In-Laws is just... You're going to lose a lot of people with that I totally get it, but I'm also a connoisseur, Chris. That's my problem. I only know one speed. And Caddyshack. I mean, recent? I mean, what Eddie Murphy movie counts? you got to have him on there. I understand that. Uh, if I had to choose one, comedy? I, I, I guess. Any oh, 100%. Murphy. I mean, tra- trading places, right. or if you had to mean, or coming to America is Eddie Murphy. Coming to America, finest. maybe. Oh, put yeah. that, that's on there. More of a comedy than the other ones. Good one, Jeff. Thanks for the call, as always. And uh, 
We're no, just we getting started with, with the lines. Love again. Uh, Quincy Isaiah coming out here in studio, hour number three. Apparently a diehard Detroit Lions fan. Maybe we'll play the win-loss game with him. Great idea. Jake Tapper's win-loss game, <laughs> clanking around the old real machine I mean, on Instagram. That's over a hundred thousand views right now. Sixteen and one. <laughs> I don't know if Jake's. I don't know if Jake's takes on the news are are as clanking around as his Jeez. on the Eagles right now. Jake texting me quite frequently since his appearance about James Harden. Not a fan. <laughs> I I believe that. Does, Not a fan. Does anyone of else James's see? current stance? Yeah, I'm I'm just trying to ignore it, but I can't. All right, when we come back, my top 5 quarterbacks under the most pressure in 2023. That's next. This is the Rich Eisen show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Ah, we're back here. Oh, you know what? And, and just, so, just to show you, what, you know, how, how I have a lot of, I, I do a lot of juggling, getting ready for this final segment of this hour, getting ready for the next hour. Getting ready for Quincy Isaiah. I was able to get both, and I'm sorry if I'm doing this, uh, both employ both Eddie Seacott and Doug Drabeck in today's Immaculate Grid. So, <laughs> Doug Drabeck. So that's pirates and what? I, 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 I'm not going to, I can't go any further because I don't want to spoil it. Under, okay, I understand. For anyone. And then we finish up today's show with a huge announcement as to who's on tomorrow's program. All right. Now, when you do a Grid, are you also doing the football and the, I'm doing and the football. basketball ones? No, uh, basketball, I'm not that well-versed in. There's also hockey now. I, yeah. I don't even – I'll be straight that. up. I don't attempt it. No clue. Football have, and baseball every day. Base, baseball is the hardest for whatever reason. Cause, well, like, I mean, when you got to – like, who's the Royal Ray? You know, like, you know, like yeah, that's like, sometimes it's it's a little bit difficult. Carl Crawford. I can't remember all the Toronto <laughs> Blue well Jays. Done. On that one. Well done, bro. Are you better at baseball or football? I'm better at baseball. I'm better at football. Because it, baseball, I'm better at basketball. Baseball, if, Are you, you, if you're I'm, hardcore yeah. baseball in the 90s, yes. you'll win Immaculate Grid every every day. I don't know, but man, I'm having how, a hard time. How many uh, Immaculate Grid 
basketballs have you gotten? How many gotten all nine? Nine for nine. Uh, I've done at least four times in the last two weeks. Damn, good for you. Whoever on the staff of sportsreference.com said, let's come up with our own game to highlight our sites being the site for stats and information. Kudos to them. They purchased Immaculate Grid from someone else. Well, it was a smart move. Kudos to them. Yeah, smart move. Kudos to them. And by the way, it, I've never great. cheated either. I'm proud to say that. What a liar. <laughs> Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. At Immaculate Grid, I've never cheated. <laughs> Did you okay. get Mike Scott rich? I'm just saying. Here we go. Former Met Nashville. Hold on. Before oh, we take that. I was all excited. Hold, I got on, excited. hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, I've got the list, the top five list of quarterbacks under the most pressure entering 2023. We just had Kurt Warner on the show defining what is... I asked him, what do you define being under pressure as a quarterback the most? And he said, living up to your own standards. Well. Which is interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. true. That's true. But, but, and I'm imagining in the real world that fans might say and sit there and go, well, you know, screw your expectations. <laughs> it's my expectations of you. Right. That places the pressure. And thus the punditry through the proxy of the fans, it's that pressure. And what I say, it is the pressure that you feel as a quarterback. And what makes it the most pressurized situation is maybe you're not living up to your own standards, living up to the standards of others, if you do care, but also their jobs and their opportunities being truly on the line. And that is how altogether I have come up with my top five list, top five quarterbacks under the most pressure in 2023 and number five on this list is somebody who did have his fifth year option picked up but the pressure of staying healthy however you deal with that of falling knowing how to fall avoiding a concussion how the hell do you do that and also process and have your two outstanding wideouts both fed at the same time in a division that you are in a very deep end of the NFL pool, Tua Tungo Vilo is number five on this list for me. Okay. And and there was already a conversation. You know, is Mike McDaniel really going to go with Tua? Are they really going to use him? Can he really be that guy? Can he stay healthy? I think there's still a lot of questions about him for a lot of people in this league, as you'll even hear more salty Tua coming up. And I think he feels it. His, every snap could be his last. Does he think about that? That's number five on this list. Number four is exactly who you think should be on this list. Exactly who you think should be on this list. And I'm going to put him here, even though I think he is getting slagged for no reason other than the fact that it's easy to do it. I'm putting Dak Prescott on here. Dak's $40 million a year contract used to be the outlier. And he got paid that because he was a kid with a huge upside and a lot going on. And what he needs to do is win multiple playoff games for the Dallas Cowboys. Because if he does not, I'm not saying he loses his job. Others around him might. Does he feel that pressure as well? But he is. At, it, it is time for Dak to do multiple times in a season what he did in his first game coming back from his broken leg. Let's go. Put it on his back and win games because of him and not throw 15 interceptions. 
What if he throws a pick or two in that first game against the Giants? Yeah, I mean, it's possible. <laughs> so that's what I'm talking about. Number three on this list is a guy who Brockman thinks shouldn't be on this list, but this is his last chance. This is the last chance for Baker Mayfield to be a starter in the league. And he's got Evans and Godwin, and it is time for him to do this. Because if he doesn't, you know, Kyle Trask might be in there, and then outside of that, it might be Caleb Williams' tank time. So he's got to do it. He's got to do it fast. He's number three on this list. Number two on this list, this is fair or not? Jordan Love's number two. It's it's your show, sir. It's your show. And your last two predecessors were fresh out of the box great future first ballot Hall of Famers. And that's not fair to him. But everybody is expecting Jordan Love to pratfall. And if he does, you know, the Packers haven't really given him much of a long-term runway. It's not like, okay, it's your show, and here's a five-year deal at market value. They haven't done that. So they are even taking a wait-and-see approach, as is the rest of the NFL when it comes to Jordan Love. And if, let's just say, Justin Fields outplays him, and suddenly the Packers don't have a quarterback in the ownership of the position of the Chicago Bears in week one, and then they take on Atlanta in week two, and everybody thinks that's a gimme, and they don't win that one. Again, it's pressure of expectations and what you've placed on yourself and the opportunities you might not have if you don't perform number one. On this list, without a doubt, this is a guy who thinks and was 1,000% and still very well may be on a path to the Hall of Fame. And he fell flat in his first foray outside of the team that he was on this path to Canton. And now he's got a coach who is a quarterback whisperer of the first variety who took Drew Brees once upon a time and hooked up with him. And they're on a path to Hall of Fame together with Sean Payton and Drew Brees. Russell Wilson is number one on this list because so many people think he is washed. Outside pressure, if he feels it, inside pressure. Are you going to do this? You've got Sean Payton. you got the guy. You've got the situation. It's all set up. To me, Russell Wilson is the quarterback under the most pressure in 2023, even though he does have another year at such a salary cap level, they can't part ways with him. But man, after last year, this year for me makes him the most pressured, pressurized quarterback of 2020. You think we need one more? Actually, All right, we'll I, one more. I do not have one. Oh. I've got more. I've got a whole list. Oh, Here are the top five quarterbacks actually under the most pressure in 2023. All right. uh, Number five. Okay. Uh, it's put up or shut up time. You got paid. You got wide receivers. You asked for Odell Beckham. Uh, you're picking out plays on Instagram and giving them to your new offensive coordinator who actually likes to throw the ball. It's time to prove whether or not your MVP season was a fluke or not. Lamar Jackson, number five, do it in the playoffs. Number four, Rich, congrats. You got one right. You got one right. Number four, Dak Prescott. Wow, we put him on the same spot on the list, For too. all the reasons that you said, you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys win multiple playoff games, get back to the Super Bowl, and make TJ and other Cowboys fans happy and insufferable once again. Yeah, I like that. Number three, we talked about him briefly with Dan Hanzus, but the Bills' playoff window is shrinking. Are you friends? Do you get along with 
with your teammates okay. or not. How actually awesome are you, Josh Allen? You got to prove it, and you got to prove it this year. You are under an immense amount of pressure. Number two, it's actually not a quarterback. It's a coach who played quarterback in college who thinks that he's smart and thinks that anyone can play in his system. It's Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan has the most pressure of anybody because are you going to do it? Are, are you? Are you? Can you do it? Okay, Kyle. Can you? And then number one is Rogers. And number one, okay. There's only a television show about your team, okay. Because you're there, okay. You're only a top five Super Bowl favorite because you're there. You are supposedly this Mount Rushmore quarterback. You haven't been in twelve seasons, okay. <laughs> One Super Bowl, and this guy's supposed to be God at quarterback, playing the quarterback position? Aaron Rodgers has undoubtedly, without question, the most pressure of any player, probably in NFL history this season. Because if he can do it with the Jets, you will erect a statue of him while he's currently active. And then if not, he'll get a gold jacket, go to the Hall of Fame, and and, 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 and be a billionaire. And guess what? Who cares? Because you know what? Dion is right. There needs to be tiers and floors no. to the Hall of Fame. Oh, and Rodgers will be on the bottom tier no, will unless he wins another Super Bowl. Beyond false. You know it. Every Jets fan knows it. Every sports fan knows it. That's and not Aaron Rodgers knows it. And, that is the most pressure. And Josh Allen has 10 more years left in his career to maybe get it right. What? If he, he doesn't only, get it right this year. He could never get there. That's not pressure in my, cons- in, in my opinion, Kyle Shanahan. And he's not getting fired. Either so, there's no pressure there either, other than just trying, just needing to win. I don't, I don't know about that. He's Brad. not getting fired there. Get out of town, and I mean it, as Steve Levy might say. Hour number three coming up with Quincy Isaiah in studio, and Rogers is talking right now. I mean, in terms of pressure, we just have different definitions. Of no, pressure. but the pressure is is truly like if I don't do this, my career's changed. It's different. Russell Wilson, if he does not perform in Denver this year, Which and then they're stuck with him for another year, if he proves to be just not able to but, do but no it. no one has any expectations for Denver. But yeah, who cares about the expectations? I'm talking that's about... That's what pressure is. It's living up to expectations. So the fact that he pratfalled last year lowers the expectations in Denver and thus nobody, lowers... They're an afterthought. You think if Sean Payton in the middle of the season goes, oh... Uh, it wasn't just Nathaniel Hackett well, here. Well, there's huh? actually more pressure on Sean Payton because if, but Sean if Payton, Russell Wilson no. falls flat again and he fails to rejuvenate him, now people are going to change the conversation to, well, maybe it was all Drew Brees. Or Sean Just Payton, like we're changing the conversation of Belichick to, maybe it was all Brady. Because it doesn't matter if Sean Payton can't fix and Russell that's, Wilson, that's on him. then he's going to get it. He get him out of there, and he'll still be there as the coach of the Denver Broncos. Yeah, but then if he never wins again with a new quarterback, it's hmm, maybe Boy, that's a all, lot of ifs. I'm just talking breeze. about right now. And no one's talking about, no one's thinking about Denver as a title contender. That's pressure because that's Russell might be no longer the guy. And if he doesn't perform well this year, he might be out. Or the Broncos are talking about getting out. That's pressure. Rodgers is just going to play next year and then go to the Hall. That's not pressure. That's legacy.